Welcome to the podcast Rooted, where I, Alicia, and some occasional guests share stories, advice, and dive into how the Bible and God's Word can apply to our everyday lives. Everyone is welcome, so thank you for joining. Good morning, everybody. Oh, excuse my phone. I'm just sat in my living room and I just thought I'd pop on because I haven't done a podcast in a while. And I just thought I'd sit and have a coffee with you all, if I'm honest. So I've got myself a coffee. So if you haven't got yourself a drink, go for it. Because I'm just going to sit here and basically just reflect on what God's been doing. I obviously had a vision for this podcast when I started and we've started the relationship series but I didn't continue with that and that's not because I didn't want to that's sometimes purely down to not being able to get guests on I'd also just like to take the opportunity just to thank everyone who came on I mean if I start saying names I'm going to forget people but just the amazing humility and honesty that some people shared their stories with honestly blew me away and I do have an aim to interview I don't like the word interview because it makes this seem too formal but just chat with the people who have taken me in over the years if you've heard my testimony in the reverse interviews you'll know that when I was just turned 18 so 17 18 I moved out of home and then got taken in by my youth leaders and did a gap year and then I've kind of sofa surfed and lived with some really supportive people and then came to uni, moved around whenever it's term time. It's all been up in the air and my stability in terms of that has been all over the place but I cannot deny the fact that because there's a truth in the fact that I got abandoned by my own mum that I have been incredibly blessed immeasurably more than I can imagine and I know that that sounds really backwards but it is backwards because that's how God works uh, sometimes he flips our world upside down to what we think is truth or common sense but God doesn't work by common sense it's God sense but by being abandoned by my own mother God flipped the story and has meant that by living with I don't know, I can't count in this moment, but at least 10 families in the last three, four years, it's meant that I have been adopted by surrogate mothers and fathers and spiritual parents along the way that have just enabled me to rewrite this story of what I think parenthood should be or what a family should look like. And it sounds so simple, but it's allowed me just to kind of look at you know do I want a family to be able to sit down and play board games and also the significance of I'm not just you know when I find my husband or when I start dating or when I you know feel like I'm not wanting to be single anymore and when God calls me out of singleness then then actually I'm not just looking for a future partner I'm looking for a future father and I you know I long to have that that family and I also believe that God has a has a stable family for me provided for that there will be stability that it won't be a broken story that he will almost help me rewrite the template that I thought that I was 
worthy of having I thought that I was I was only worth having a family that followed a story of rejection and pain and divorce and no money and living paycheck to paycheck and I thought that was going to be my future but I think through witnessing just how much God has picked me up and you know what I think I half well in reality would be disappointed if I didn't have a family that was different to what I was given but I think it's an insane thing to say but I'll be truthful and say it's hard for me to say but I think it would I'd be lying if I didn't say that I couldn't trust God if that didn't happen I I think I've been through almost enough now to know that well not enough because so many people go through a lot more than I do but I would like to declare that God has given me trust in him he has given me the faith given me the strength to believe that even if I don't have a stable family in the future or even if I never get married because that's not the end goal marriage is not the end goal and that's taken me a while to realize that even if I don't ever get married even if I don't ever become a mother and that's really painful to say out loud actually even if I don't become a mother I think I'm gonna be okay trusting God because he's brought me this far it's somewhere in Philippians 4 it says God has brought you this far and he's not going to leave you here and I just think that speaks so much of the promises that God speaks over us just so intently that he has all these promises for us and I've kind of gone off to why I started speaking about this so forgive me but anyway (laughs) because God has been so good in that and as you can tell I have a lot to say about how much God has provided for me it is not only just that he's provided you know just for like it's not about me it's about what he's done and he has used incredible couples families single parents and just church bodies to spiritually take me in as a family and they're the kind of people that I long to speak to on this podcast so that will be coming soon hopefully something I'm praying about and something I would love to do and something that I know they would love to do but I think it's you know practicality let's be honest I'm in Nottingham a lot of the people who supported me are down south in Crawley so making that work and being really honest with you guys that I'm still here and I'm still trying to make it work that is the first segment using you to my crazy crazy life with my cup of coffee that you know I love talking so we'll probably go cold in a little bit but I am currently reading a book called lineage of grace so I'm going to recommend it to you because it is absolutely amazing let me break it down for you it is about the five women who chose god so that's tamar rahab ruth Bathsheba, and mary so it's each woman's story and it includes a six-part bible study i love this book mainly because if any of you have watched the chosen it really brings humanity back into the bible and allows you to imagine it and i used to be a massive bookworm like i mean i used to i remember in primary school my teachers having to almost rip this book away from me to put it in my tray to go and sit on the floor rather than, I don't know, having to rip away Connect Four or something from me. 
<laughs> but in the lineage of grace it is just basically reads the bible like a novel like a soap drama and it, it allows me just to imagine it really really well and i think this might be big statement the first book that i read cover to cover in a very long time so that might be exciting but it kind of ends each book with each character so finish tomorrow i'm on rahab at the moment and i'll keep you updated on how that goes but if you are a person who loves kind of imagining the world that characters are in and wants to really get to know some more bible characters then i would say a lineage of grace by francine rivers i nearly said francis rivers francine rivers i would definitely recommend So this morning I have picked up a, it's called Joyce Mers, I think that's how you say her name, 365 Daily Inspirations, The Confident Woman Devotional. Brilliant. And today's devotional on April the 17th, whenever this comes out, might be, I don't know, whoever knows my timing and my organisation is all over the place, but it is April the 17th when I'm reading this. It's called Be Free. And she takes a segment from Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 to 12. So if you want to get your Bibles out, that's Exodus 4, verses 10 to 12. And it says this. And Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent or a man of words, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and I have a heavy and awkward tongue. And the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? (laughs) Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall say. Now, a little bit of background for Moses, I find really interesting is some people reading this and some theologians have dissected this part and also Moses's story and concluded that Moses probably had a bit of a speech defect that he couldn't necessarily speak as eloquently as what he thought the Lord might have wanted him to and I don't know about you I don't have a speech defect but I definitely definitely feel like sometimes I do I just don't I just did it then I just don't have the right words to explain God I don't have the right words to necessarily feel like I'm worthy enough to pray in front of a big church or pray over people I don't know and sometimes we can limit ourselves because of our human ability to speak or the way we sound or the way that we pronounce ourselves i think our voices are so identifying of who we are and they hold so much uniqueness to our personalities and our identity and i can imagine how shattering it would have been for moses if he did have a speech impediment and yet he felt like or as we can see we know that God had called him to speak the truth of God and his gospel but actually to feel like he just wasn't worthy just wasn't worthy and the devotional goes on to say put on a coat or a jacket and have someone tie your wrists together then try and take off your jacket it can't be done can it 
That's what happens when you struggle with believing in yourself. When you let fear and doubt tie you up in knots. It's pretty much impossible to succeed. Self-doubt and confidence don't work together. They work against each other. Confidence will destroy self-doubt, but self-doubt will also destroy confidence. Self-doubt is tormenting. The woman who doubts herself is unstable in everything she does, feels and decides. She lives in confusion most of the time and wrestles with making decisions and sticking with them because she is forever changing her mind just in case she might be wrong. A confident woman is not afraid of being wrong. She realises she can recover from making a mistake and doesn't allow the fear of one doesn't allow the fear of making one to imprison her or tie her up in self-doubt. And I think that's a really challenging devotion, the fact that almost we have to let our self-doubt go, let our lack of confidence go. And that's almost what it's saying. And I think I find that a lot easier said than done. I think a lot of people listening might, well, will find that a lot easier said than done. But the title of this devotion is called Be Free. Be Free. Now, what does it actually mean to be free in Jesus' name? To have that liberty in what Jesus calls us to be to let go of all this self-ridiculing and self-doubt, insecurities and questioning if we are good enough. What would our world look like if we just stopped doubting our own abilities? Now, I think as as we've discovered, this is a really, really, really difficult thing to do and something that I struggle with so much. The prayer at the end of this devotional says, Lord, I can empathise with Moses' self-doubts. Help me to honestly face those areas of my life where I've not put trust in you. Wow. I want to read out that part of the devotional again. It says, confidence will destroy self-doubt, but self-doubt will destroy confidence. There's a power in knowing where we come from. There's a power in knowing our identity. Confidence will destroy self-doubt, but also we cannot deny the power that self-doubt has in destroying our confidence. So how do we destroy our self-doubt and build up our confidence? And I think there is a lot of power in knowledge and resting in God's word, resting in almost rewriting what we've spoken over ourselves, spoken that we're not good enough, rewriting the story where we say that we're not worthy of speaking or whatever it is for you, dancing, singing, teaching, studying, being a doctor, whatever that may be where we question, are we good enough? Can we start replacing that question with who am I made by? (laughs) Will that not erase so many of those 
insecurities and doubts that we're good enough. If we truly believe in a God that created us, if we truly believe in a God that is good and divine and holy, that cannot make mistakes, that has planned everything that is good for us. And I heard this morning a saying that says, God cannot take anything away from us that is good because he himself is good and does not desire to separate himself from us. All that is good will be given to us. Now there's a catch. God decides what is good for us. Now, sometimes we think it is good to humble ourselves and lower ourselves. And yeah, it is. But are we doing it in the right way? Humility. Let's redefine it. And this completely broke so many systems for me of thinking that in order to raise someone in leadership or think higher of someone or even praise someone I had to lower myself to bring them up I had to question my own beauty in order to see someone else's but that's not what God calls us to do humility is thinking about ourselves less not thinking less of ourselves And there's so much weight in switching that mindset that we might have. And I want to end on a Bible verse in Psalms 50 verse 15 that I think almost encapsulates what we've been talking about. Where I say that it's so important to kind of take hold of rewriting words, knowledge or even eliminating people in your lives that do not speak God's truth over your life, that you are a confident human being, a confident daughter or son of the King. And he wants you to walk in that way, walk in that confidence and not in a line of self-doubt. And Psalm 50 verse 15 says, you can let your self-doubt, fear and worry overtake you. I love that. It doesn't deny that we do that all the time. You can let self-doubt, fear and worry overtake you. Or you can call upon the Lord. It gives us a choice. We choose to call upon the Lord or let it overtake us. Are we going to give the devil a foothold? You can let fear, doubt and worry overtake you. Or you can call upon the Lord. God has promised that if you call upon him, he will deliver you. And there is certainty in that promise. And I want to leave you with that this morning. To rewrite what you are speaking over yourself or what others are speaking over you. Take empathy and a hope in Moses' story that despite what theologians call a speech defect, that what he says, O oh Lord, I am not eloquent, or a man of words, neither before or since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and I have a heavy, awkward tongue. If that resonates with you, then God wants to say, have confidence and rid yourself of self-doubt.
Thank you for listening to Rooted, the podcast. Make sure you share with a friend this week. And if you're listening on Spotify, give it a like, follow the page and turn on your notifications. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you follow the page. And for both of them, give a five-star review and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening.